It's Thursday, January 7th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who coined the phrase, Deshaun who? J.P. Shatrick. That wasn't me. Uh, welcome in. Jaguars happy hour on a Thursday. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman coming up. We'll have Tony Baselli. Busy show today. A lot going on in Jaguar land. Lot J meetings going on at City Council. We'll stay off of that for the most part today. But a lot of football things happening. And, yes, head coach and GM searches continue as does the search for a franchise quarterback. That search could be coming to an end in April. We'll touch on the big name that came out for the draft earlier this week, Tony Baselli at 4.30 today, fresh off a meeting with Snoop Dogg. Yes, we will get his thoughts on that and much more around the Jaguars from the Hall of Fame finalist. And then the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the network at 5 o'clock. Jeff Logeman with us now, and uh, here we go, Logs. The offseason is here. A long season of football, 15 straight losses, but it's in the rear view now. We don't have to worry about that anymore. It's all about the future now. Yeah, it is. Everybody's uh, looking forward to the decision-making and the positions that are going to be filled with great anticipation. But uh, just to take a moment, JP, I know you and I both have enjoyed working with Doug Marone. No and, doubt. Uh, and we've had had many, many good moments with Doug and, and appreciate uh, his willingness to participate. And he was always great to us. And, uh, and nobody wanted this football team to win, more, to win more than Doug. And so I appreciate him. Uh, I really do. And I wish him the best. I wish his family the best. And I know that he's going to land on his feet okay. But uh, I just wanted to put that out there because, uh, you know, the, the position that kind of we're in and working with coaches and stuff, I mean, there has to be a relationship and it has to be on, on both sides. And we, we have to give and Doug has to give to be able to make this entertaining and informative for the listeners. And, and Doug was willing to do that. And I, and I really appreciate Doug for that. No doubt. And uh, the best to him and, and Helen and the kids. And I'm sure uh, I'm going to guess he's probably on some voyage somewhere just to get away for a little bit. And then, like you said, I think he will land on his feet sooner rather than later as a position coach, really whatever he wants to be in the NFL. I think there will be options for him in this league. Yeah, it, it, when, uh, when you sign up to be a coach, I mean, make no mistake about it, that you know that uh, things are, are going to change. I mean, that's just the nature of the business, and it doesn't matter whether you're at the pro level, whether you're at the collegiate level, it's going to change. And and so it's not unexpected, but I think the, the hard part is, is being able to adjust and adapt in the family at that, at home. And, uh, because, you know, look, uh, uh, kids want to grow up and, and you got a lot of, uh, uh, peer, I don't want to say pressure, but peer criticism. Oh, you know, they want to have an opinion about your dad and about the football team. And, and sometimes it can be flat out mean. And, and so, so the kids of coaches sometimes have to put up with a lot. And, and the wives of coaches have to put up with a lot. And, uh, and so and a, little, a little bit of uh, kudos to, to the coaches, wives, and, and kids because uh, it's never easy to go through a change. And, uh, and even though that it's expected at that position, sometimes it's still very hard for the family members. So, of course, that was Monday morning. Doug Marone was uh, relieved of his duties about 9 o'clock. And then around 10.30... Jaguars owner Shad Khan met with the media for the first time 
in a long time discussing everything football-related. And now two openings on the football side. The general manager gig's been open for a little bit now, and now the head coach uh, job is open as well for the Jaguars. And one of his comments, we'll hear a few of them throughout the show here, of course, but how will this flow chart work for the Jacksonville Jaguars with Shad Khan at the top? A key thing how, you know, we would be structuring this is that I'm going to have the general manager and the head coach report directly to me. And uh, that way, uh, really, you know, you have the transparency and the needs and the concerns of both parties without really getting filtered or having a chain of command. So, um, and that's really what necessitates that you basically hire them about the same time. Uh, and really you have a perfect alignment, which you need in a winning organization. So there you have it, uh, Jaguars owner Shad Khan earlier this week on Monday discussing the, that flow chart. And, you know, I don't know of many organizations that do it like that, but to have equal conversation with the GM and the head coach, equal status, equal say, and separately to the owner, uh, it eliminates any uh, finger-pointing or any of that kind of thing if, if Shad Khan is the ultimate judge. Yeah, JP, I think that that setup actually exists uh, more than you think in the National Football League because uh, general managers, for the most part, aren't allowed to just hire and fire the head coach willy-nilly or because they wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I mean, they still have to gain approval from ownership. So I think that's probably more common than anything in the National Football League. And for me, it makes sense. You know, if, if uh, an interesting statement there when he says that, you know, there's no filter that way. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes that, that what can happen is that if you have a general manager who hires a head coach and the chain of command works as, the coach reports to the general manager, and then the general manager reports to the owner. Then this filter that I think Shad is referring to can mean that, look, uh, the general manager might think that the players on this football team are good enough to win, and it's the coach's fault. Coaches are not doing a good enough job. And uh, coach says that I'm doing a great job with personnel. Well, maybe that's not what the coach is saying. Right, right. And the coach is saying, look, you know, look, I got to have better players to win. And so the filter is removed because the coach would report directly to ownership. I think it's the only way to, to set it up. And, and most importantly, the owner has to be involved from the standpoint of, because if he's not, then there's a lack of accountability. And I think there has to be accountability. And the, by dividing it up to where the coach and the general manager both report to the, to the owner, both of them now have to be accountable. And so... Uh, I think it's the only way to set things up in the National Football League to have success unless you have a general manager like an Ozzie Newsom who you completely respect and yes. completely trust and who has a proven track record. The last thing in the world that you want to do is to hire a general manager, which hiring a general manager is not easy to do, JP. No. And, and what we can get into this a little bit further, but think about it. How do you, how do you go about finding out if a general manager is good at what he does when he's never done it before if you hire somebody that's green. You don't. So why should that general manager have more power than the coach, which it's a lot easier to find a track record with a coach 
than it is to find a track record with a general manager. Right, and uh, we, we saw that last time around with Dave Caldwell. It was his first time as the GM, and you know you, you just don't know how things are going to go, how picks are going to go, and you have to go play the games and the coaching changes and everything that happened here in those, what, eight years he was I, here? I, I, yeah, I almost, I almost wish that if, if, you're, if you have a job in personnel, and because we've seen how the management council and uh, the group that they put together and they put uh, uh, recommendations together for guys to get jobs. For me, why don't they have a personnel pot? When I say a personnel pot, okay, so everybody that's in the personnel department around the league that has aspirations of becoming a future general manager, mm-hmm. why don't they put together their own? their own separate draft board, put their name on it, okay? And it just gets put into a file every year. And nobody looks at it because you don't want to end up sharing that information because then obviously you could compromise certain draft room. But if everybody as an individual, the director of college personnel, the director of pro personnel, the director, uh, the head of West uh, Texas scouting, I mean, whoever, whoever wants to put in their list of, of the draft and put their draft order on a sheet of paper before the draft, turn it in, and then when the candidates start becoming available, ownership can go and say, you know what, we're looking at hiring Joe Schmo. Well, let's pull up Joe Schmo's list over the last five years and how he ranked the draft and compare it to how the drafts have turned out. So that way you'd end up having some information about how good personnel people are at, number one, picking players, because the last time I checked, that's the most important job description for the position as general managers because it's a player-driven league. And so for me, uh, in, in ownership, why wouldn't they help themselves in hiring people and have them do that on an annual basis? And then you can have some type of history to be able to look at and say, this guy really knows his stuff. Or this guy... He doesn't know anything. He's terrible. Right. One or the other. You know how it is, though, in, in the business. It's uh, who you know to get you in the door. You still have to do the job and, and do it well, but you still have to have those contacts to get in the room. Look at Houston, for goodness sakes. What happened down there? Casario got hired by uh, basically Easterby. They had a search firm and everything, and uh, it's the New England connection that got basically that job from all reports. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that that not going to work for the Houston Texans. I mean, maybe it will. Right, but that's life. I mean, that's life. It's not just football. That's real life, too. That happens everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it may work. It, it may not. I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but it's very odd that you hire a firm to give you a list of names, and then all of a sudden the one that you hire is not on that list. Nope. I just find that really curious. And uh, I, I think uh, there's a lot of people in league circles that are looking at that situation and I don't want to say that the Texans are the laughing stock of the league because eventually the truth and, and the record will speak for itself. But there's a lot of people in the league and that are around the league to cover the league that are looking at that and sitting there kind of scoffing under their breath. I need to start my own search firm. I'd make a lot more money, Logs. I got news we'll call you. it the uh, what should we call it? The, the JP search firm, right? Right. That's catching. Let me tell you. That'll bring them in. Corn, corn Shadrick. Corn Shadrick <laughs> right. firm. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't know. I like that. Um, so the, that's the way it is. So the, the, obviously the interviews are, have gone on, are going on for both roles really simultaneously, as you heard Mr. Khan there say earlier. 
you know, ideally you hire them pretty close together so they are tied together and they whoever's hired first probably has a little bit of a say in the other person vice versa that's probably how this will work yeah i think that uh and and shad talked about that and he said that you know ultimately you like to do it together because you if you're a general manager you want to know who the coach is going to be and if you're a coach you want to know who the general manager is going to be and you'd like to have maybe some familiarity there to where there's going to be a real positive working uh two guys working together a little bit of energy and synergy and so that's the in a perfect world but at the end of the day if if you have all of a sudden you've got uh what you think is the best candidate at either position general manager or head coach and you're not quite sure what you're going to do at the other and there's another team that's sitting there offering the guy that you love and the guy saying hey look I really want to work for you but I've got this offer and I've got to take care of my family so you need to either there's a term and it's uh uh, kind of poop or get off the pot. And so if, if that happens, then the team needs to move, then you got to move. But in a, in a perfect world, like Shad said, you'd like to be able to hire them together so that there is uh, the energy that's created together and one knows who the other is and they're going to be working together. So obviously you want to have kind of the approval of both of them in that situation. No doubt. And now uh, no matter who they are, They'll likely pick a quarterback. And when we return, we'll get into the franchise quarterback discussion, including a key name that is coming out. He's going to the NFL draft. Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Plenty of discussion about that in the months ahead, but it starts right after this timeout. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity 
Hey, Jags fans, did you know you can ride your bike to every Jaguars home game at TIAA Bank Field and valet park it for free? That's right. Stop by our bicycle check-in tent, sponsored by Alert Today Florida, near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty Zencog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secured during the game. When the game's over, return your claim ticket and pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. I've gone through the rite of, rite of passage, okay, as a new owner coming into the league. You know, the advisors, consultants, whatever. So, you know, we did that. Uh, this time around, I think I have a much better sense myself. So, you know, I'm the key decision maker, but we do have people at the team, at the Jaguars. I mean, um, you know, Mark Lamping would be one who will be working with these people. So, um, you know, they will be involved if, from that viewpoint. But, uh, you know, when it comes to who the key decision maker is going to be, I mean, you're looking at it. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. That's Jaguars owner Shad Khan Monday morning when asked uh, who is helping you with the search for GM and head coach and J.P. Shadrick with uh, Jeff Loggum. We are, we are not among those in that group. I'll say that, Jeff. <laughs> You're looking at it. I love that line. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so it should be. Look, he's the owner of the football team, and, and that gives him the right to make the decision. And, and I think uh, – that he has learned a lot, and I think he will make a better decision this time around. And, and obviously the decision was influenced from a lot of input that he got the first time around, and, and he's right. I mean, after a while of being an owner in the National Football League, you have a, an ability to learn, and he's a very smart man. Otherwise, he wouldn't be as ex- successful as he has been, and I'm sure that he's going to apply some of the the recipes that have gotten him where he is in the automotive parts business and apply that to what uh, what he knows now about football and, and work to make that a success because look he, he wants to win i mean make no mistake about it when you commit you know any resource that is necessary for the success of a football team and trust me when i say this 
There is nothing that has ever been asked for by coaches or staff that has ever been turned down by Shad Khan as it relates to the success of this team on the field. And that's pretty amazing because that's not how it always is around the National Football League. Ask those that were in San Diego for many years. Right. Ask some of the folks that might be in Ohio yep. and uh, Cincinnati, namely. And, uh, and you will find out that there are other owners that aren't quite as willing to spend to be able to get results. But Shad Khan is not one of them in that category. He is very willing. One of the things that uh, Mr. Khan has learned, and we all have learned if we didn't know, and now we certainly do know, that you need a franchise quarterback on your roster. And a few times uh, Mr. Khan discussed this on Monday. And uh, if you're watching on Jaguars.com on the video portion of our broadcast today, you'll see them on your screen, a couple of the excerpts from that, um, you know, they have the ability now to make a choice, and it's going to define the franchise moving forward. The last eight years, we haven't had a franchise quarterback, so I think that's very important, said Mr. Khan. So he he understands it. He gets it. Also, <laughs> they, if there was any doubt at all what's going to happen at number one overall, that's all gone now. Yeah, I, I think there's still, I mean, is there a level of intrigue that, you know, could it not be? Trevor Lawrence, could, could it be somebody different? I think that possibility is there. Is it likely? Probably not. But the possibility still exists. So the intrigue, I think, will, will stare, still carry on for a little bit. But, I, I mean, I think, in, in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence is the guy. And, and I've just started to watch a little film on oh, him this week. Really? And everything that I've seen so far has been, JP has been fantastic. Uh, he's got uh, the athleticism to move around the pocket. He has the athleticism to move out of the pocket. He has arm strength. He has accuracy. He has a coolness about him. I mean, there's very little that he doesn't do well. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to watch some of the other quarterbacks. So I will, and I will make this kind of a weekly report mm -hmm. based on some of the film that I watch as, uh, as we head uh, towards the month of April. There's a reason why everybody's been talking about number 16 for Clemson since before he showed up in Clemson, South Carolina. He was the top high school player coming out and one of the top recruits, but he was going to Clemson the whole time. There was really not much of a debate. And then he gets to Clemson and performs in a big, big way, a national championship in his first season there. In 2018, he was the offensive MVP of that national championship game. The Heisman Trophy runner-up this year. I don't know of many people that expected him to finish that high in the voting this year, but he did. And uh, Clemson was in the playoff again this year. They lost, of course, to Ohio State last week. But um, he's, he's lived up to expectations and beyond already throughout his career. And uh, it feels like everybody in the NFL thinks that's going to continue. Well, he's a winner. And that's the most important thing about playing the position of quarterback is winning. And so that's what he's done. And he's done it at all levels. I think the thing that also makes him intriguing from a coaching standpoint and so attractive from a coaching standpoint, coaches love to have young quarterbacks that have mobility. Yeah. And the reason they like that is that it allows them to do some things with a young quarterback to still have success but without expecting a young quarterback that completely operate from within the pocket. So in other words, look, you got a young player, 
just like uh, uh, Kyler Murray is mm -hmm. down in Arizona. And all of a sudden, he can't get to the third progression just because he's not mature enough and he has, he's not experienced enough to do so. Then his legs allows him to scramble by time to maybe get to that third option or his fourth option or when it comes to scramble rules and off-schedule play. So coaches like that because it doesn't force somebody to sit in the pocket and to get hammered because they're not ready to get to that third progression yet. So coaches, I think, and if you were to ask any coach, look, and she said, hey, look, you can have your choice of any type of young quarterback. What do you want? I mean, the first words out of their mouth would be, I want a franchise quarterback. Well, and then, then they would start to talk about the traits. And the, the traits, I think, arm strength, accuracy, smart, intelligent. And then probably when you get down past some of the obvious things, I think a coach will tell you mobility and the ability to create with the legs to be able to allow this young quarterback to have success while he's learning on the job. And, uh, and I think that's great. I mean, I think John Elway was a little bit that way and that he was mobile and could do things with his legs until he learned. Mark Brunel is another perfect example mm -hmm. of, a, of a quarterback that is young and makes things happen with his legs. And then all of a sudden, you lay, over time, he becomes more of a pocket passer and then relies more on his arm. And with Trevor Lawrence, the ability to run a lot of the read option stuff right out of the gate, and which will get him on the field and playing and will make the offense multiple and multiple threats, uh, against the defense, I think makes him very attractive. And are the other quarterbacks that are available to his level as far as having that type of ability? I think they're pretty good, but I don't think they're at that level. Fields at Ohio State has that mobility as well. He's able to, doesn't use it as much as Trevor does. But, the, you know, 2019, Lawrence ran for 563 yards that season. I mean, that's, that's a pretty significant number yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah, and, you, and you're, you look, you're not looking for – a guy that can be Lamar Jackson. I mean, it just doesn't, I mean, those guys don't come along very often. And, right. and, and I think the expectation with Lamar Jackson right now is that now, oh my God, he's an absolute threat with his legs, but sooner or later, Lamar Jackson has to learn to be better from the pocket. And because right now he has the reputation is that if he does not have a lead, he is not a good quarterback and it makes him do something that he doesn't want to do. And it makes the offensive coordinator do things that they don't want to do. And so in a perfect world, like a Lamar Jackson, okay, look, he's running with great success his first two years. The next progression for him is to be better in the pocket and less rushing yards and become twice as many passing yards as, as a quarterback. So, and I think that look at Trevor Lawrence is athletic and, and, uh, but he's got a lot of other great skill sets that are going to be very beneficial for any team. And, and will he be a franchise guy? I hope so. I, I hope so because uh, JP, unfortunately, we've seen first overall pick quarterbacks that have not worked out in NFL yeah. history. So there, I don't think there's anything that you would call a sure thing, but you would certainly say that maybe he's as close to a sure thing as possible. But again, there are no sure things. Well, I'll say this. Justin Fields put on a fantastic performance in the Sugar Bowl the other night, and oh, uh, Alabama will have amazing. their hands full. If he's ready to go Monday with those ribs, he'll they'll have – their hands full against Justin Fields in the national championship game, too. Six touchdowns, fighting through the rib injury, and really showed a gutsy effort in that game. And he's flashed, obviously, all year. The 22 of 28 in that game last Friday, you know, that, that seems to be because he's throwing down fields so much and hitting all these deep plays, 
that's kind of where he's been a lot of the year. It's not like he's having to throw 50 times a game because they're they're blowing people out a, a lot of times when they play. Well, first off, uh, give him credit because the year before, they got hammered, right, by that's, Clemson. That's right. And so, okay, you motivate a football team, you motivate an individual, and an, an individual that the week before didn't play very well and was widely criticized for his level of play the week before. And they come into this game against Clemson, and he only has six games under his belt. And as them as a team, they only have six games under their belt. So for them to play how they did, and, uh, and I mean, as dominant as they were, I'm, for me, the way that Ohio State's defense played against Clemson, and then the way, which was fantastic, but most importantly, the way that Ohio State's offense kept Clemson's defense off balance with, with manipulating tempo and changing tempo, that was impressive to me. I thought that the Clemson Tigers, defensively, they got outcoached. The Ohio State's offense, uh, they absolutely put them uh, their foot on, their, on, on Clemson's neck and held it there the entire game. And so credit the Ohio State offensive coaches for dictating tempo and catching the Clemson defense off guard on multiple occasions to where Clemson wasn't even getting lined up. And, 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 and even, even when they had their starting linebacker who eventually got, uh, or got tossed for targeting, which I thought was the proper call according to the collegiate rules, uh, even though they lost him, even when they had him, they were happen. having a hard time That's with right. the tempo of Ohio State. That's right. And it helps when you have a run game. Trey Sermon can, can bring it on the ground for them to balance it out. I mean, and yeah, but I mean, look, it up. Clemson it had it. Clemson has great ground game, right? I mean, but sure. where'd that go? I That's mean, Ohio right. State. I mean, they they put a put a check on that, and that was it, man. That was done. You know, so good good entertaining game, and congratulations to Ohio State and and uh, Clemson will have to reload, and and it's going to be difficult to reload without a quarterback that mm. is of the stature of of Trevor Lawrence. They like the guy they have that's uh, coming on deck, but we'll we'll see what happens down the line for Clemson. Let's come back, and Tony Baselli will join us, fresh off a visit with Snoop Dogg. Yes, that's right. I said it. We will get his thoughts on that and the coaching and GM searches as well. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. 
Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers with pay ranging from $16 to $25 an hour and more with commercial experience. Superior Fence and Rail will train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco, visit adecousa.com. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and now joining us, it's Pride of the Jaguars left tackle and Hall of Fame finalist Tony Baselli. Congratulations. I think it's the first time we've spoken to you on the air since the announcement of the uh, finalist again. So congrats, Tony. What's up? Uh, thank you, J.P. Uh, all good here in Ponte Vedra. You know, just same old, same old. <laughs> it's a little uh, starting to get a little chilly here in Florida for me, but uh, outside of that, all's good. All right, I've got to. I've got to say, same old, same old. <laughs> now you're hanging out with Snoop Dogg. What in the world? Come on, <laughs> man. Let's take a look on Jaguars.com. This is from Mega Parek, the Chief Legal Officer's Instagram. Uh, last night, AEW Dynamite at Daly's Place, All Elite Wrestling. Snoop Dogg in attendance and Tony Baselli in attendance as well. I'm sure you guys go all the way back to like '93 in in LA, right? Well. You know, he is uh, from Long Beach Poly, uh, and his uh, one of his buddies from Long Beach Poly was uh, William Guinness, who's uh, we were in the same uh, recruiting class and played at SC together. So we go back. Uh, I, I, it's not like I know Snoop well or anything like that. <laughs> um, and so, but he uh, he found out that I was there, and he said uh, he grabbed Megan and said, "Hey, tell Tony to come back to the uh, my trailer." So I went back and. Took uh, my daughter and uh, Mike Perkins' kids and got some pictures and uh, he's he's a funny dude now, but he's a good dude. He was great. You know what I appreciate? He's a big star. Everyone knows that. Right. But he was great with the kids, taking pictures. 
you know, real engaging, and uh, he was it was great. It was fun. He's tall. We're looking at the photo. I mean, you're what six eight, six nine, and he's right there with you. Yeah, I'm six seven, six seven and a half. I mean, he's a good six four. I mean, and but he might not weigh more than a buck sixty five. You talk about <laughs> yeah, talk about skinny. He's pretty wiry. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, he's pretty man, wiry. He so Tony, I remember uh, years ago, and uh, when I was playing with the Jets, and we were on our way for a West Coast trip, and so we flew out there on a Friday, and so on Saturday. We were on our way to USC's campus, and I don't remember the year, but we were on, and you were probably there up on campus at the time, but we were on our way to USC campus to have a practice. And all of a sudden, we turn on Compton, I guess is the name of the road, and all of a sudden, a bunch of guys on our team started freaking out, going, Snoop, Snoop, look at Snoop. And I'm going, what in the world's going on? And I didn't even know who Snoop was at the time. And a couple guys, and in, in, in I look, and all I see is a Bentley. And I mean, you know, it's a, I mean, it's a nice Bentley. I mean, it's got the, the shine to it, and the windows roll down, the music's playing. And, and I see a guy that everybody's telling me, all, all my teammates are telling me, that's Snoop Dogg. I'm like, all right, that's cool, I guess. I don't know who Snoop Dogg is, but I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was probably early 90s, Jeff. I actually think I remember you know, when you guys came out, because it was a big deal, you know, you're a college kid playing football and the Jets are coming out to practice your, your field. And you probably turned down to Figueroa if you were getting off, uh, getting off the highway and heading to campus there. So, um, yeah, it, uh, you know, it was fun. It, you know, it was my first uh, time going to AEW live. I've seen it on TV, you know, uh, obviously. And, uh, and what a great, I'll tell you what, Tony Khan has done an amazing job. It is a show. Um, you know, I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid, but I haven't watched it, you know, in years outside of, you know, until Tony uh, started AEW. So, you know, obviously as an owner of the Jaguars, you pay attention and you watch here and there. And and what how what the funny thing is, I was watching it one night a while ago and my 11 my year old daughter comes in and she sat there for an hour with me and was just mesmerized. And she was like, Dad, this is awesome. And she's like, and I'm like, would you like to go to one of these sometimes? She goes, I would love to go to do one. So the surprise was I took, you know, I took her. The, my other kids were so mad, not because they wanted to go to wrestling. They were so mad because they're older than college and everything. Like, she got to meet Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and, uh, but it was great. The production, I mean, it is entertainment. And uh, it, it was fun. It was a fun night. It's always good to do stuff with your kids. And. Um, I mean, I, JP, I know you don't have kids, but Jeff, you know that just doing those special moments, with your kids, that was my favorite part Just seeing her smile. And she thought it was so cool that she got to meet Snoop Dogg. Um, so, All right, so I, I, I got fun. a question because I'm just real quick. What was Snoop Dogg doing with AEW? I know that Snoop Dogg is on a TV show with, uh, the head wrestling guy, Cody Rhodes. They, they yep. yeah, Cody, Cody Rhodes. And so is that part of what was going on? Why he's in town? Yeah, I, I, I think so. That and some just probably a promotion of both AEW and, and Snoop's own show uh, more than anything. Um, he came out and did a little wrestling bit with uh, uh, Cody Rhodes and jumped off the top. I'll tell you what, I was impressed. He got to the top of the rope and jumped off and did one of his, you know, things uh, and body slammed or whatever it was called. And, uh, and it was, I was afterwards, I was making, I was giving him a hard time. I said, Snoop, you look a little shaky there on the top of the ropes. And he said, ah, oh, man, I was fine. And uh, he, he went on to share that, his, that he wanted to do that because his favorite wrestler growing up 
was Jimmy Fly, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fly Snooker. Snooker. Yep. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so he went out and did it. It was great. It was fun. It was a fun night. It got a little chilly out there. That's why I had my coat on, but it was fun. That's pretty awesome. That's uh, that's a heck of a photograph. I'll say that for sure. And uh, I, I hope you don't mind us sharing that on the program. No, Because no, it's, no, it's no, out there it's publicly fine. anyway. Um, it's already on, it's on Instagram. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. Everyone so, has it. it doesn't bother right, me so, so, wait a minute. Before we, we go on here, I mean, we've yeah. got to have some fun here because, you know, mm-hmm. last show or last the show that's wrapped up the season here, uh, I, I grew up a big wrestling fan. And, uh, you know, back in the day we had in Washington, D.C., we had D.C. 20, which used to show some of the old school wrestlers and Bob Backlund and, and obviously Andre the Giant and guys like that. Uh, growing up as a kid, who was your favorite wrestler? You know, I, I mean, I, used to, I mean, I, I, it was probably Hulk Hogan. I mean, because I remember going to McNichols Arena, the old arena in Denver. And they had a big event, and I'll never forget. He was fighting, I think, the junkyard dog, and uh, you know, it's all it's so beautifully done. And, and he did the thing where he looks like he's almost beaten, and they they raised remember they raised his hand, and the first two times he would drop, and then the third time he'd hold it up and start shaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that memory is like just like just in my mind. It's just like written in my brain that I'll never that image and. And so I loved him. I, I and I also loved uh, Macho Man uh, Randy Savage. Uh, was I thought was great. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know, and and I remember the one I I disliked the most was um, what was it, Roddy Roddy Piper or Rodney Roddy yeah. Piper, whatever his name was. Yeah. Right. Oh, he was and, great. Uh, yeah, and so I don't know. It was, Roddy Roddy it was, Piper, it just, man, with the with the kill. Yeah, Rowdy, he Rowdy was fantastic. The best. And, the, uh, but the... it was a fun. It was a fun night, and and I give you know. I give them credit. I give. I mean, they're competing with you know a, an entity in WWE has been around forever, and they're doing great. It's it's a he, Tony Khan has done a good job with that thing. It you know. So if you ever get a chance to go down to Daly's place when they're here, I don't know how much longer they're here or what the schedule is or anything like that. But it's a it's a it's a good it's a fun entertaining night. All right, JP, who's yours? I've, it's got to be right in that same ballpark, Hulk Hogan. But I always enjoyed. The interviews, Mean Gene Okerlund, and the interviews; oh, those Gene are fantastic. Come on now, the facial expressions yeah, he the had best. with some of the comments the so wrestlers good. would make. And I will say, uh, Jim Ross, who does the commentary now, is a longtime WWE WWF yep. announcer. He does AEW now; does a great job. And how about this? This this summer, um, Doug Barone and I went out to see Jim Ross at his apartment at Jack's Beach and grill out steak for two hours. I didn't get a word in edgewise with those two. Ha! That was an afternoon awesome. to remember, I'll say. Doug Barone That's Jim cool. Ross. Let's come back in a moment. We'll get into the GM head coaching search. Our wrestling discussion is done for the day. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. don't want players going in and out or contracts given till you're aware of that. So, you know, striking the balance between, you know, delegation and abdication, I think is an important point. Uh, and certainly I found that in the last, whatever, 15 months, having that, you know, necessitates the conversation. You're part of the conversation with the GM and the head coach. So being part of that here, uh, you know, for the immediate future, I think is important to me. Jaguars owner Chad Khan speaking Monday about the process and the hiring process. GM and head coach openings still for the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli. Jaguars happy hour continues. Tony, what's your gut saying? Is it uh, going to be a bit? Are they uh, coming in hot? Um, are they just obviously interviewing? We've seen the list of candidates on the GM and the head coaching side, at least that are getting interviews or have been interviewed. 
what's your gut saying about maybe a timetable? Oh, I would think in the next couple of weeks, you know, at the soonest would be next week. Um, but I think they're going to go through the process. I mean, they're interviewing people right now. Uh, you know, obviously you have the urban news out there um, that I think is real. Uh, I don't think it's his job or anything like that, but I think it's real and they're going to go through that process. And then they're also interviewing GM. So, uh, yeah, I mean, two weeks, maybe three weeks max, um, I, because I think once the first team hires a coach, the dominoes start falling because, you 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 know, if you have multiple teams want the same guy or they've stacked ranked them the same, you know, that's where you start seeing a little bit of a competitive uh, nature come out. So uh, that's, you know, just a guess. You know, I, I think Shad was clear that he would like to, in a perfect world, do these both at the same time. Um, they're both going to report to him. They're going to be on equal footing um, with him being a part of the decision-making process, especially on the big deals around player acquisition and contracting. And, and uh, if they ask, you know, if they end up cutting a player or something. Um, my guess is that doesn't mean if these, you know, they're cutting the, you know, the 53, 53rd guy on the roster that Shad needs to know every single little bit about that. Maybe he does. I don't know. But, you know, the big decisions, I think he's saying, listen, you know, I'm writing the checks. And I, this is my team, and I want to understand what we're doing. And I'm going to trust the, you know, the GM and the head coach to make the decisions. But I'd like to be looped in when those big decisions are being made. Right. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next uh, days, weeks ahead on both fronts. And uh, you know, we we touched earlier, Tony, on uh, the quarterback position. What Mr. Khan said about that spot guys and is you is that you tony are you ringing is that jeff who is <laughs> well, that, be, a, JP? that was mine i turned it off sorry <laughs> what sorry. in the world is going on over there in Pontevedra today <laughs> my fault <laughs> my fault wow uh, i didn't sign i didn't i didn't sign uh my uh didn't silence my phone <laughs> so, that, that's like an old school ring right there yeah, do you have a flip Man, phone that's, that's pretty cool what is that no, it's a normal – it's an iPhone. Okay. It's not a flip phone. All right. That's good. So, uh, quarterback position, obviously, priority number one for whoever is hired logs. We've touched on that earlier. I mean, you got to start there because you don't have this opportunity to have a blank slate like this as an organization for owner Shad Khan. I mean, this is probably the only time uh, – hopefully the only time this will ever happen where you have the number one pick and a new head coach and GM all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you, you hope. I mean, it uh, uh, means you you're not doing very well when you have all those three things kind of coincide. But I think it's pretty important too that that the Jaguars find, in my opinion, uh, an offensive coach. And the reason I say that is if if you hire a defensive coach, and look, trust me, I'm a defensive guy, and I think there's some really really good defensive guys out there. But if you end up hiring a defensive guy and then you hire an offensive coordinator and all of a sudden you start having great success, your, your likelihood of losing that offensive coordinator to a head coaching job is pretty high. I mean, look at all the hires that have happened recently and that it's a lot of offensive guys to where if you can find a way to get a great leader as a head coach, which is the most important thing, but also that his side of expertise in football is on the offensive side of the ball, it's better. I'm not saying it's the only way, but I think it's better than that way that you can have continuity with a young quarterback throughout his growth cycle. Because if all of a sudden you have a defensive coach and you have a coordinator and then you start getting hot and Trevor Lawrence is playing well, then 
you know what? Unfortunately, the, the hottest candidate in the league would be the guy that's tutoring Trevor Lawrence because everybody's going to want that person to be tutoring their first round or first overall pick quarterback. And so the team that's going to have an opening that's going to be drafting a quarterback very high in the top of the first round is going to look for their next great head coach that's got an offensive mind. So I think it's just something to consider. And I don't, I don't think, like I said, I, I want to repeat this. It, it's not the only way to go about it, but I think it's certainly something that I would lean toward. Yeah, I think, Jeff, what you said, the most important part, you know, of what you just said is leadership, you know, and I, I would agree, like, if lean to, if you want to lean towards the offensive mindset of, of the guy who's head coach, I'm fine with that as well. To me, it's about leadership. Get the right leader. And it's not, you got to have the right leader at the head coach. It's such a critical position. They set the tone for the organization. They set the culture. Um, you need the right leader at the GM as well, because those two have to be lockstep. They have to be in it together. They have to have a similar philosophy, beliefs, convictions, and everything else. So to me, the number of people have asked me, like, what, what do you want out of the head coach? One thing. I want a leader. I want a guy who can lead the organization, who can, you know, can because at the end of the day, that guy's job, he has to lead 53 guys on the roster, active roster, and he has to lead the coaching staff. And he has to be consistent and, and you know, forward thinking and, you know, and dynamic and all those different things. Uh, but it's all about leadership. And to just point, if you get a guy who's a great leader and leans toward the offensive side of the ball, that's a plus. All right, guys, so it is uh, – that, that'll do it for our Jaguars discussion today because it is super wild card weekend in the National Football League. And our last chance, uh, Tony, to catch up with you before you're headed to Pittsburgh, right, to do the Brown-Steelers game yeah. on Sunday night, the uh, the nightcap on the second day of wild card weekend. Um, that should be a fun game. We'll get to that one coming up, but we've got – Uh, Some division rivals involved this weekend. The Colts are at the Bills on Saturday, 1 o'clock. What's your gut on this one, Tony? Well, the Bills are the hottest team in football, in my opinion. I mean, outside, I mean, I guess you could argue Green Bay, but Josh Allen's playing at such a high level. Uh, You know, they've got a dynamic passing game, they've got a good offensive line defensively. Um, their one weakness, if you look at just statistically and kind of games, is that run defense. So that'll be interesting. I think it's a, a matchup where for the Colts to win, they got to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, control the line of scrimmage, and then they have to win with their front four of getting after uh, Josh Allen with DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston leading the way. So the Colts, listen, they have a great chance. I'm not counting them out, but it's going to have to be the front four taking over that game because if Josh Allen has times back time back there, and he can operate at the level he's operating right now, that he will skewer the Colts' secondary. I'll, I'll put it this way, JP. Yes. There's no chance that the Colts beat the Buffalo Bills. Whoa. The Colts were fortunate to beat the Jaguars in the last week of the season. Mm. Phillip Rivers does not look great, and he has to have an incredible running game to support him. And, uh, and that's a fact. And uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to run all over him. Don't wear them out. Wow. Okay. Um, I like that. There's really no – you didn't stutter at all in that in that uh, nope. prediction. The Rams at the Seahawks, and we need the Seahawks to win. And we also need, by the way, the uh, – what is it? The Bears and Washington to win. That would give uh, the Jaguars the best possible draft pick with the Rams pick. If the Rams lose and, and Washington and Chicago wins, then they have the, the uh, worst record of the teams that have lost. 
Well, and, and explain to people why. I mean, that's the Jalen Ramsey trade. You okay. still have a first-round pick this spring and a fourth-round pick this spring that is due to be paid to the Jaguars. So the more that the Seahawks lose, the better the draft position for the Jaguars. Rams lose, yes. And the Rams. The Rams lose. The, yeah. um, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jeff's exactly right. Um, I think this is an interesting game. I, I think, you know, it's in Seattle, but there's no crowd. So it's not like you have the loud 12th True. man there. Yeah. Um, these two teams have played two games. They've been both very close. Um, I can't imagine Jared Goff being ready after some 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 surgery. So you're probably going to get John Warford, the Jacksonville kid from Bishop Kennedy. Um, he actually played pretty well in that Week 17 matchup uh, that they had um, against Arizona. So I think it's Seattle. I mean, I, their defense is playing at a really high level as of late second half of the year. So Russell Wilson, you know, two close teams, you know, both good teams go with the better quarterback and Russell Wilson's as much as we'll be rooting for John Warford for as a Jacksonville guy. But uh, I think Russell Wilson's a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely rooting for him. But uh, Seattle's defense has made vast improvement since the beginning of the year. And I think it's going to be tough, even though it is a no-crowd game, I think it's going to be tough for, for the Rams. Let's get through the rest of these pretty quickly here. Tampa Bay in Washington, the uh, NFC East champs. I think this is closer than anyone thinks because, you know, what's the one thing Tom Brady hates? That's pressure. Mm-hmm. And the, 40, the, the football team can rush the passer. They got a defensive front that can get after you. The problem is I don't think they can score points because that Tampa defense is pretty good too. So um, I think it's a close game, but I think Tampa wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tony right there. I thought that was perfectly described. It's a six to three final, uh, maybe in that game. <laughs> no, not quite. No, that no, conservative. no, no, no. Okay. Uh, no. On Sunday, three good football games here: the Ravens and the Titans. Get us started at one o'clock in Nashville, Tony. Uh, I think that's a good one, uh, Tony. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, good that's game. A, yeah, Jeff. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I, I, I think the Ravens win because I don't think the Titans can stop anybody. That defense is so bad. I mean, they were so bad, and, and the Ravens are playing at a high level right now. And uh, I think they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they're going in better than they were last year, even though they were, you know, had the best record in the NFL. Um, they went through adversity. They've overcome it. Lamar Jackson is playing really well. Their defense is good. I mean, Tennessee can score points, obviously, every game. But if you can't get people off the field, how do you win? And the Titans are just atrocious. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm searching right now on my phone. Oh boy! Is what's the playoff record for combined yards rushing? Oh, okay. Because I think that this game is going to break it. It's going to be. It might be broken. Let's see what it says. Uh, they put individuals. They don't put uh, a single game. Right. Wait, 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 yeah, they put single individuals. But I think this, whatever the record is, man, look out! It might be broken. Good game. Uh, Bears Saints coming up at 4:40, and then the Browns Steelers the nightcap. Tony, what do you think about those two games? Uh, you know, I can't imagine the Saints losing that game. I mean, Chicago's not a very good football team. Um, never know. And so I think it's Saints. Uh, no, you never know. I mean, uh, Mike JP, Trubisky. One word. I know. Trubisky. You never know. That's why they play well, the games, know, Logs. Kirk Cousins went in one last year, exactly. so who knows. Um, I think, I, I, listen, I, I'm disappointed about the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game from this standpoint. I mean, Cleveland's just not getting a fair shake here. You know, no practices all week. They haven't thrown a pass. You know, they haven't done anything on the field. Their head coach is going to be out because of COVID. Their offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, probably out because of COVID. They're going to be out with their Pro Bowl left guard, Petonio. Um, I mean, it's such a tough thing. 
I mean, you hate it. You don't want to see this in the playoffs. This is the COVID world we live in. I think the Steelers win this game pretty easily. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tony on both of them. And all right, JP, uh, Monday night football is the college national championship game, and there's a team that's playing yeah. that you got a little bit of a, hmm, maybe a little bit of a affinity for. Well, I have a degree from there, but yes. Um, and <laughs> Who's going to win, JP? <laughs> um I think Alabama will win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think I think Ohio State can can score with them if, if Fields I think is Alabama healthy. Alabama's going to boat race them. If Alabama's Fields going to boat healthy. race them. We'll see. I, Alabama wins by at least fourteen. Two touchdowns. I think it's closer than the experts yep. think on Monday night in Miami. Uh, Tony, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game in Pittsburgh, and we'll talk to you. All right, guys. Tony Baselli out of here. We're back in a moment on the network with another hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.